Hello and welcome to another episode of The Philosophy Guy. So today we are going to discuss the philosophy of The Witcher. Now, you don't need to have seen the show to tune into this. I'm trying to make it mostly spoiler-free and focus on the themes of the show. Uh, however, you will probably enjoy it more if you've seen the new Netflix episodes. Um, also, you'd probably enjoy it if you've seen the video games or read the books. Uh, and I'm, I'm also going to go off the themes of the show presented in the first season and not focusing too much on the video games. And I haven't read the books, so I can't really be someone to commentate on the connections there. Uh, so yeah, I kind of just wanted to do a quick episode because I found the show interesting and I want to do a quick episode because I found um, some of the themes interesting as well and I haven't done a kind of cultural entertainment episode in a while, so I thought this would be a fun one to do quick. So what is this show all about, right? Well, The Witcher follows the experiences of Geralt of Rivia, aka the White Wolf or the Butcher. Now, in discussing the philosophy, I feel the need to say I enjoyed the show. I want to give like kind of a quick kind of couple minute synopsis of what I, the themes and the kind of what I liked about the show quick. So I didn't have like a problem with their choices of different timelines. A lot of people had problems with that. I found that if you kind of paid attention, you could easily gather when they were in their various timelines. I think a lot of the complaining about that comes from people who watch, you know, TV shows while basically scrolling through social media. Um, like if you if you're not paying attention, you're gonna miss some of the things because they didn't. I, I will admit they didn't make it like obvious what timelines there. You had to pick up on little uh, dialogue cues, and yeah, I kind of I still enjoyed that. It kind of kept me more active in the show. Um, now the other thing I want to address is its comparison to Game of Thrones, and this is why I wanted to bring up a kind of a quick review of the show because it gets a lot of comparison comparisons to Game of Thrones. This inevitably happens because of how popular Game of Thrones was even though the ending of Game of Thrones sucked. But these shows are are very different from each other, which is why I feel like the need to say something quick. So both being fantasy-based shows doesn't make them the same at all. So with Game of Thrones, we we get mostly the perspective of, I, I kind of called it as like the upper class. I don't know if that's the best way to put it. But basically, we get the perspectives of kind of the movers and shakers of the world of Westeros, right? So in The Witcher, we get the perspective of, of Geralt a powerful witcher that's trying to get by, doing what he does best, and that happens to be killing monsters. He isn't scheming to become king of Westeros. He isn't basically scheming at all. He kind of just like, live. he's a regular person living in the world. And that's not the perspective we get in Game of Thrones. So we also follow the uh, sorceress Yennefer, which I also enjoyed her story, but she's working to become a powerful sorceress, right? And she's not royalty. And again, we get the perspective of the more everyday people as our main characters through you know, her character is another example. So it's a it's a much different setting than Game of Thrones, is my point. And maybe the big and, and that's why we get different themes. So to kind of connect us to why it's important to what we're going to talk about. And maybe the biggest difference is the Witcher fully embraces its fantasy elements. And what I mean by that is, for example, it's so like monsters, magic, and prophecy, where where we see it used, it's embraced, it's accepted, and it's understood as an essential part of the world. Like, people don't see the magic as, like, this mysterious thing. It's, like, it kind of, it's kind of accepted. Same with the monsters. But Game of Thrones, it's, like, the magic and, for example, the White Walkers and the mo- and monsters in general, those elements, those are, like, those are mysteries that... There's a mysterious aurora around them. Like, we don't really know a lot. They're never fully understood, never fully embraced. There's people in the world extremely skeptical of them, skeptical of their truth, what they mean, interpretations, if it's actually real. 
that type of thing. So Game of Thrones, this is the kind of the best way I thought of to to explain this. Game of Thrones used realism, realism in the sense that like trying to make connections to the real world, everyday world that we live in with like its politics and its philosophy, for example. So Game of Thrones used realism and then added in some fantasy elements to add mystery to it. Where The Witcher relies on fantasy elements and then it tries to add in realism with its politics and philosophy, for example. I hope that makes sense because I found that point really interesting and what makes it a big difference in the show. Now, and, and that's and that's the other thing is like just because you like Game of Thrones doesn't mean you're going to like The Witcher because they are very different shows in how they use fantasy. Now, like I said, enough of the take of on my enough of a take on the show. So, what are the philosophical themes we're going to talk about? What and, and this is just going to be a quick episode, kind of give you a quick overview. But what does The Witcher have to say that that's interesting or what I found interesting? Now, we might come back to this show. We will see because I do think its political elements could be turn out to be interesting. I didn't get enough in season one to really uh, pinpoint something down, so I wasn't ready to do an episode on it, but um, there was enough here philosophically that I found that to be motivated to do an episode just because I haven't done a cultural episode in a while. But is it the politics or is it the idea of good versus evil? Is it this idea of destiny that was constantly talked about throughout the first season? Are those the most interesting themes? You know, they're interesting, but it's not the theme that really caught my eye. Geralt, the character, is who caught my attention. His kind of philosophy of life, his desire to follow his moral compass, keeping to himself, you know, following his code, you know, that's what I found interesting. And if we're focusing on Geralt, we need to focus on this idea of good versus evil. So, because at first glance, the show seems to follow this typical tropes. They want to make it kind of obvious of what side you should be cheering for. Uh, and it appears rather obvious, at least at, at first glance, and at least in the first season. But maybe it's not supposed to be this way uh, based on the books, because I know the books are, are talked about as like good versus evil, is this very gray thing. Uh, but the show seems to have portrayed it this way. But Geralt pulls the show out of that black and white idea around good versus evil. And you can see that he sees the world as very gray, Yet the philosophy I found interesting from Geralt is he sees the world as this like complicated, complex mess with human beings doing bad things to the world, to creatures, to so-called monsters, and to other humans, scheming, conniving, that type of thing. That's what he sees in the world. Now, we can make those connections to the real world as well. Is that what humans are doing to other humans in the real world, right? So he sees a lot of evil in the world, or what he perceives to be evil. And he seems to take this reality and follow a very sort of stoic code. You know, control what he can control. And what can he control? He understands his power. If he sees someone in need, he's going to opt to do the right thing, or what he perceives to be the right thing, and then continue on with his day. He's going to act. He's not going to talk about it. He's going to act upon it. Right, that's a very it's a very stoic theme in that sense, but it's also very it's a different theme in the sense that it's about the individual and an individual's moral code, and we're going to get into that. So, and then he also has this kind of wonderful quote to sum this up. So I'm going to attempt to do Geralt's voice to kind of add to the effect. Uh, you can either laugh at it, cringe at it, or maybe you actually thought uh, this voice is this is a good interpretation of Geralt. But evil is evil, greater, lesser, meddling. It makes no difference. The degree's arbitrary. The definition's blurred. If I'm to choose between one evil and another, I'd rather not choose at all. 
So he said this in the first episode, and uh, Henry Cavill does a great... I feel like I just mispronounced his name. Yeah, Henry <laughs> Henry Cavill. Um, yeah, he, he did great as a witcher as well. Um, but anyway, he said this in the first episode. It's kind of a famous quote for the witcher in general. It's also just some commentary on power in general. You get the sense that the pursuit of power leads to kind of this justification of evil, something he doesn't, something that Geralt doesn't want any part of. But a combination of all this, his his stoic demeanor, his skepticism of power structure and his own kind of personal moral code, to me that screamed that he embodies uh, Friedrich Nietzsche's Ubermensch or the Superman, right? Which he, which the oversimplified idea is for this is, for Nietzsche, is that our society would have this collapse of uh, accepted traditional values, objective values, and this would then give rise to an Ubermensch or a Superman that would create their own truth based in life and nature that they're living in, not some socially pushed religious and political beliefs. To me, that sounds like Geralt. That's like a that's that's the connection that I saw. It also helps that he is a powerful Witcher that can enforce his own moral code, which is a characteristic of the Superman. <clears throat> but I find him interesting for another reason because he seems like an almost pacifist type character until he is forced to defend himself or someone else. Even the monsters, he is re- he's reluctant to kill them. He's actually generally reluctant to harm anyone. But it's a value system he chose. He doesn't worry about, you know, what side the creature or the monster or the human is on. You know, what political what political motives do they have or which political group or group are they part of and how are they involved and how are they connected and what will happen if I kill them? No, he's going to follow his code, his individual code. It's a value system he chose. Like I said... He worries about whether that person or creature violated his moral code. Once he determines that, he acts. He doesn't over-discuss it, over-contemplate it. He doesn't explain his life philosophy. He determines if you are good or evil, and then he acts accordingly. And that's not to say that he's always right, right? But it's him just acting upon his own individual moral compass. Not someone else's, not someone else's influences, not someone else's traditions, not someone's belief system. It's his belief system that he's embraced. The Witcher belief system, I guess you could say. I don't even know if that's like the correct way to say it. But So in a world that seemingly becomes more complicated every day, both in the Witcher world and also in our real world, where people are aligning themselves with various groups to tell them what to think, you know, what to feel and how to act. People that tell you, you know, what you should care about, what you should claim as right, wrong, and just. Maybe we should do our own individual reflections. Listen to your intuition and then just act. Don't choose the lesser of two evils. Don't don't play justification gymnastics to justify questionable actions because your group would win. So so I'm going to justify them, right? So then we can analyze our guilt analyze our actions how do they make us feel i know this is like super oversimplified and almost too oversimplified that i don't want to like kind of say this a little bit but i think sometimes listening to our intuitions and how we treat others not listening to outside influence but following a code that we feel is right maybe that's something to consider right and maybe more of us need to consider becoming our own ubermensch or superman as nietzsche said 
follow the moral code that makes us feel a sense of inner peace instead of following someone else's code that gives us a sense of inner guilt. Like, you don't want to go through the world feeling feeling guilty. But maybe we should consider being a little bit more like Geralt, the white wolf, following our moral code, following what we feel is right. And once we determine what's right, we act upon what's right. But that's just a quick little episode for today. We'll be getting back into it. I have some other episodes planned. I just wanted to get this one out um, just because I haven't done an entertainment episode in a while. And yeah, I just want to get it rolling. But as always, thanks for listening. Thank you for your support. Uh, Check out the Discord. Check out the links below for all the helpful links. Peace.